Welcome to the Forward Healing Project. This is a weekly podcast where we acknowledge the challenges and grief experienced with infertility and miscarriage. Through honest and real talk, we will share stories, explore emotions, and seek healing by reclaiming, redefining, and renewing what it means to heal a hopeful heart. Welcome to the Forward Healing Project podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Allen. I am humbled and honored to be a part of your journey and grateful that you're a part of mine. If you're not already following me on Instagram, I'm at Forward Healing Project and also Healing Hopeful Hearts. You can listen to past episodes on any podcast platform you subscribe with and any shares and ratings are always appreciated. So it's been a minute since I posted an episode and I would apologize, but I'm not sure I did anything wrong. That is a new thing I'm working on. Women are notoriously guilty of this. We apologize for everything. I've even apologized to the couch for bumping into it. Anyway, I've missed being online and posting episodes. However, sometimes life gets in the way. I think that's a weird segue in today's episode. A way of saying part of the reason that I was offline was that in the realm of the healing journey, I was feeling good. So good. I wondered if I had anything left to offer. I thought, maybe I'm not the right voice anymore. I'm in a good place. Maybe I can't relate anymore to the people that are in the real depth of this. But, you know the old saying, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Well, I'm not sure I'd plan to take so much time off, but it felt like I'd said as much as I could up to this point. But God laughed and said, oh no, you're not done yet not even close. And he was annoyingly correct. I'm not done. I'm not done walking with you. I'm not done sharing. And I am most certainly not done healing. I was at a function recently. And we were all kind of joking around and talking about living with men, how bathroom cleaning is extra special when you have to clean up after your husbands. And someone said to me, well, you, you should have teenage boys. And I replied, you're right, I should. And then I shut down. I had to choke back some tears, lick some wounds and pull it together as to not cause a scene. And I realized in that moment, I wasn't done. I wasn't done healing. That comment hurt. I know it was in context and not meant to be insensitive, but man, it stung because yes, I should have teenagers by now. I don't and never will. There was this grace period on my journey where I was still young enough to think, maybe, maybe it will still happen for me. Okay, I would be an older mom, but it could still happen, right? And the grace came in the sense that I was also at an age where I thought, but it's okay. I've done all the healing work. I've come to terms with this place in my life of living childless. You know, if it happened now, that'd be great. But if not, okay, I'm done with the stress and the tracking and the injustice of it all. It was a nice place to be. But I'm approaching 47 and starting to have signs that things are changing for me in terms of chances of ever having a baby. The maybe is now more of an ice cube's chance in hell. And that realization, the realization that we are real close to game over, 
stirred up a lot of pain inside that I had thought I had worked through. In a lot of ways, I have. I've worked through so much of this. I don't burst into tears or let rogue comments ruin my entire day. But I was reminded I do not and never will have teenagers. Now, in some respect, when I see friends raising teens, I feel like I dodged a bullet because they are not easy. But I would have really liked to have had the chance or the option, and I didn't, and I won't. And as I get older, I'm learning that there is a brand new level of healing work I will need to do. I'm going to unpack this in future episodes just from an older woman's perspective, but until then. My mother shared a story with me about a woman she knows that went through a terrible time trying to conceive. I don't know her whole story, but the little that I do know is heartbreaking. And this woman shared with my mother that she's going through the pain and suffering all over again as she gets older, as she has to come to terms with never being a grandmother. And I saw the healing work never ends. I used to get irrationally, or perhaps it was rational, I'm not sure. But regardless, one of my major sources of anger and anxiety was feeling like I did all the work and there was still more. I went to college and grad school, worked hard and continued to learn and get better in my profession. And I would see people that did not follow the same path get further, faster. I got married and bought a house. And I saw people buy bigger houses with less effort. I spent years trying different ways to have a baby. And I saw people having two and three, four children with little to no effort. And I would ask, when is enough enough? When was I going to be done working to get where I wanted to be? This has been a ongoing source of despair for me. And it has taken me a very very long time to not just realize that the work is never done, but to embrace it and find grace and mercy in knowing that the work is never done. We never get to the top of the mountain to get to look out. We're always climbing. Always. I used to be so incredibly resentful of this. I was tired. I was tired of checking the boxes and following the right path and staying in the lines Because it seemed to me that all that led to was more work. I would get so angry when I felt like I had worked harder and longer than everyone else. And I was still not where I wanted to be. I was still doing the work. I felt this way on the healing journey for infertility. I did everything. I tried everything. And I desired this more than anything. And I still came up short. So I did healing work to try to come to terms with the path God had me on, a path of childlessness. And I came to a point where I felt good. I felt like, okay, this is my path. God has this. I trust him. I can let go now. And then I started to realize I'm a middle, (laughs) I'm middle-aged. This last sliver of hope that I've kept, the one that I pretended didn't exist, it was going to be leaving me soon. And I was going to have to get back to work. I was going to have to begin again. I was going to have to find a new way forward without my secret stash of hope. And the work would begin again. But this time, 
I wasn't resentful. It was more of a realization of, okay, back to work. This time, I wasn't angry. I saw this new phase as an opportunity to go deeper, to surrender more intently, and to see how much more God had in store for me. Through my healing journey, I have found a way to be grateful to God for saving me, for enlightening me, for comforting me. And when I got to that place, I stopped, thinking, sure, there's still some hard moments, but I'm here. I've arrived. And I thought, thank you, God, for pulling me out of my despair. Thank you, God, for showing me a life that has meaning and purpose outside of the plans that I had. Thank you, God, for allowing me the honor to walk with others. And there I stopped. But I see now that that place was not a destination. It was just a resting point. As I reflected on all of this, as I was wounded by words once again and faced with the reality of being a 46, soon to be 47 year old woman, I was reminded again, the work is not done. I was not angry or frustrated. Rather, I stopped and reflected on the truth. We are born with original sin. We are born with the wounds and sins of our ancestors. As we walk through life, we carry those wounds and scars. Think about a newborn that's pure, gets baptized for this precious, brief moment in time. That baby has no work to do, but they will soon. We carry wounds from childhood, wounds from our parents, wounds of the others around us, and of course, the wounds in our own hearts and souls. The work to heal these wounds is never done. I love the passage from St. Augustine's, Augustine's Confessions. You have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. It reminds me we will never rest unless we rest in God. And it's a really beautiful thing to believe and to say, but it's incredibly difficult to live out. I think the reason it's so hard is that in order to rest in God, we need to do a lot of healing work to make our hearts and souls aligned with his so that we can rest. This journey of healing from infertility, miscarriage, and childlessness, it's never truly over. And I am so sorry to be the one to tell you that. Every phase of this journey requires a depth of surrender and healing that we cannot do alone. And it requires the realization that it's okay that we're never done. It's okay because we can always go deeper. And I'm beginning to realize that more work, continuous work, new work, is not a burden or a place to despair, but rather an invitation from God to go deeper to move closer to him. I can be angry that I was in a good place, a place where I felt like I had arrived and I was quote unquote, just fine. But then I realized I was still hurting. People could still wound me in this arena. that I still longed and that I had not healed completely. I could be angry, but I wasn't, not this time. This time I saw God asking me to go deeper, to trust him more completely, to walk further with him 
and with others. The work was not done. My work was not done. His work in me was not done. And for the first time, as I was licking my proverbial wounds, I didn't feel slighted. I felt invited to go deeper. I think there is something really beautiful about this. Something refreshing about the realization that our healing work is never done, that we can always go deeper. We can start to unpack why we had anger and jealousy, start to look into the wounds of others that we've been carrying around as if they were ours to be burdened with and start to ask, why am I carrying so much? And perhaps you'll see that the answer is maybe it's not to weigh you down. Maybe it's to give you the weight you need to find the traction to go deeper. I used to be angry. I felt like I could never get to the summit of my desires. But now I'm beginning to see I was searching for the wrong peaks. I was searching for the peak of a mountain I created, not the one God wanted me to climb. If you've not yet read The Divine Comedy, I strongly recommend it. And read a version that has a lot of notes. I suggest the Penguin Classic version. It has a play-by-play in the notes section that allows you to figure out the obscure 14th century political references that are necessary for the clarity of the poem. But my point here is that in in the Divine Comedy, Dante uses mountains or terraces in purgatory. You have to keep going to get to paradise. The work is not done. We live that on a healing journey. We have to keep going. We have to continue on to get to the next level of healing, the next terrace. And there on the next terrace, we will find more work to be done. But on each level, we will find more wisdom and grace in order to keep going. We have to suffer through the wounds in order to heal them and in order to be able to move past the pain in order to get closer to God, in order to gain more clarity. And my friends, that journey is never over, not on this side of heaven, but if you believe in purgatory, it won't be over even in our deaths, at least not for quite some, at least not for quite some time. But Maybe, maybe we move past the pain of childlessness and infertility, but we still need to go deeper. We still need to do the work and the invitation to get closer to God, to go deeper, to gain more wisdom. It's really beautiful. I said, it's beautiful. I didn't say it was easy. I think we need to pray for and seek clarity for when we go from one terrace to the next. A lot of times We don't even realize how much we've gained and healed until we're going along and get knocked down again. It's then we can say, oh, that didn't hurt as much it used to, but it still hurt. I still need to work on surrendering this pain and seeking the wisdom that lies within it. There's a quote from Divine Comedy's Purgatorio. Excuse my horrible Italian pronunciation. This mountain's of such sort that climbing it is hardest at the start. But as we rise, the slope grows less unkind. Therefore, when the slope seems to you so gentle that climbing further up 
will be as restful as traveling downstream by boat. You will be where this pathway ends. And there you can expect to put your weariness to rest. I think that is a beautiful passage to reflect upon. Climbing is hardest at the start. I think we can all attest to that. The beginning of this healing journey is by far the most brutal and savage to the heart, but it does get easier. You just have to keep climbing. So I encourage you, the next time you're frustrated by the never-ending work, or the next time you're taken by surprise that you're not as far along as you thought you might be, and there's more work to be done, don't despair. Rather, accept the invitation and ask God, how do we go deeper in this place? And will you please open my heart to the wisdom I need to surrender to you and get back to work? I'm bringing this episode to you in the tail end of April, which is the National Month of Poetry, and I love poetry. One of my favorite lines comes at the end of a Robert Frost poem, Stopping by Woods on a Snowy Evening, and it goes, The woods are lovely, dark and deep, but I have promises to keep, and miles to go before I sleep, and miles to go before I sleep. The Divine Comedy, which is a poem, a 500-page long poem, but a poem nonetheless, starts with Dante finding himself in a dark wood. Robert Frost reflects on the beauty of entering the woods on a snowy evening. I think the woods are a great analogy for the work that we need to do in order to come out on the other side. But there is also great beauty to be found by finding your path in the woods. So go deeper and keep climbing. I hope this episode brings you some forward healing. I pray for each of you, for your peace of heart and your intentions. I pray for your hope, happiness, and healing. And I will add that I pray that you can find your way to keep climbing, to continue to accept the invitation to continue to work and heal, knowing there is beauty and rest at the summit. I pray that you seek to find God by trusting Him trusting in the joy that he will give you to sustain your heart, regardless of your situation, no matter how hard it feels right now. Our Lady of Sorrows, Our Lady of Consolation, pray for us.